show tonight. Uh, we got a great friend of mine, Eric Holtz, who I've known for many, many years, who is by far one of the best coaches I have ever seen. And this guy should be up in the uh, close to the big leagues. I don't know if uh, all these guys would tell you that he should be up in the big leagues, but this guy is a hell of a coach. That's number one. Uh, number two, uh, we're trying to sing the uh, Jewish nat national anthem, but we forgot the words. And uh, <laughs> So what I like to do now is uh, let Eric introduce his compadres, and these guys are the real deal. These guys are going to make uh, uh, your world very, very proud. Eric, introduce your guys. Tell them what you do. Tell them about Team Israel. Tell them about the uh, uh, everything about the Israeli baseball. Everything about Israel baseball. All right. Well, Ron, first of all, Ron Lenny and, and Joe, thanks for having us. Um, real, real happy to be with you guys tonight. I uh, got three special young men with me. Um, first off is a lefty pitcher, uh, Jeremy Bleich, um, Danny Valencia, um, and Ryan LaVarnway. Uh, all three of these guys are ex-big leaguers. Um, Ryan is still, uh, you know, potentially going to have a job this year. So we're real, uh, you know, keeping our fingers crossed for him. Uh, Danny has uh, had an incredible career um, and uh, is, is doing some incredible things to stay in shape and, and help us get um, not just to the Olympics, but, but a medal uh, when we go out to Tokyo uh, this coming summer. Uh, Jeremy Bleich was a first round pick for the Yankees and uh, spent a bunch of time, uh, you know, up and down the minor leagues and uh, fought through a whole bunch of uh, arm injuries and some issues. And, and, and today, uh, again, is one of the most knowledgeable, uh, not only pitchers, but he's taken his, his acumen and, and knowledge and is now uh, working uh, with the Pittsburgh Pirates and uh, traveling with the team, working analytics. So uh, got three special young men here. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're just excited to be here, Ronnie. Well, you know, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, I talked to Cash a lot about analytics, and I uh, followed. I knew when Jeremy, uh, when you got drafted uh, number one by the Yankees, I got drafted number one by the Yankees in '67, and I'm about 40 years older than you are. Okay, so you know I followed you. I knew about you. Uh, Mark Newman uh, talked a lot about you. Uh, you know Eric was down in uh, fantasy camp and. Uh, he saw a lot of the guys work out on the uh, minor league field back in at Himes Field. So uh, Mark had nothing but great things, and uh, uh, Billy Connors had great things to say about you also. I just want to let you know that. Uh, Danny, uh, I spoke to uh, uh, Jimmy Hall. Uh, I'm sorry, Jimmy Hall. Jim Morris, uh, I knew that you were going to be on here. I, I, I spoke to Jimmy about uh, two weeks ago. 
and he told me to tell you hello. And he said, you're a superstar. And you know, you missed everything down in, uh, at the University of Miami. And, uh, and Ryan, I followed you a little bit. Uh, 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 one of my ex, uh, uh, well, one of the managers who with the Atlanta Braves for many, many years, Bobby Cox was my uh, roommate at Syracuse. So I followed you and, you know, congratulations on your career because I mean, it looks like you might get another uh, 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 big league offer. You know, I mean, you're a heck of a catcher and they need catchers. And I wish the Yankees would come and get you because they need somebody real quick <laughs> and they give you an opportunity. And uh, so uh, Eric, talk about your, uh, 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 everything that's coming up about the Israeli baseball, about the uh, World Series, about uh, uh, getting the medal, about in 2017, how close you were, how it, it's, it, it's a miracle dream. I mean, it's something that very special to my heart, being Jewish, and I'm proud, and I know all of y'all are uh, very, very proud to be Jewish, and, and, uh, and we had an opportunity to, uh, to do something what we wanted to do, and we're proud of our religion. And uh, as long as we could do something uh, for the Jews and, and uh, to make a name for ourselves, we did that in 2007, Eric, but we got flooded out, we got uh, bankrupt out. And, uh, but, but at least you uh, uh, got these people in a good mold and uh, these guys gonna carry us and uh, make us very, very proud. So, you know, first and foremost, Ryan, I, I'm gonna tell you that, that one of the, the biggest attractions uh, for me, and especially about these young men here, uh, they are not just baseball players. They are fine young men. They are intelligent young men. They are all well-educated. Uh, Jeremy went to Stanford, Ryan Yale, and Danny U Miami. Um, these are not just athletes that didn't care about academics in school. And, um, you know, more than not, that's kind of what our, our, our team is, is made up of. It's a cerebral bunch. Um, so, you know, yes, as much as I may not agree with all the analytics part of baseball today, because it's way above your and my pay grade and, 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 and well beyond, you know, our time in, in, in coaching, uh, it's become a big part of it. So, so these are just great young, well-rounded young men. And, and that's what we prided ourselves with, with putting together, um, in, in 2007, uh, for the people that don't know, Ron and I uh, spent some time together in Israel for the one and only Israel Baseball League. Um, our team won the championship that year. Um, several years later, uh, 10 years later, uh, Peter Kurz had been working on putting together um, this phenomenal team to go to the World Baseball Classic in, uh, in, in, in 2017, and they shocked the world. And I think what happened at that point was we got a lot of these guys, these athletes interested in potentially having an opportunity to um, play for Israel, represent Israel and, and have a shot to make a run at the Olympics. Now in 2017, um, people equated that to the, the Jamaican bobsled team because Israel just didn't belong in the top, you know, discussions as far as international baseball went. Um, and, and I really challenged Peter Kurz and I said, you gotta figure out how we can get these guys to Israel to become Israeli citizens 
so that they can do this without having to move to, to, to Israel. Uh, every one of these guys um, took the time, made the effort, filled out all the paperwork, spent time in Israel, did a bunch of clinics with the kids. And, uh, and, and in 2007, uh, we made a hell of a run. And, and, and uh, we went 6-0 and uh, in Bulgaria, beating some great baseball teams, including Russia twice and Russia in the championship. Uh, we went to Lithuania, uh, where we won two in a row. Uh, we then went to uh, Germany, um, where the top five teams out of 12 would make it to the Olympic qualifier in Italy. And uh, we, we started out 4-0, and um, and then we lost to the Netherlands, Italy, and, um, uh, and Spain. And, and we kind of limped into Italy for the Olympic qualifier. But the first three games that we had in Italy um, was against three teams that beat us. And all we did was beat them three games in a row. Um, we then, you know, as history has it, we, we, we took care of what we needed to do. And, uh, you know, we beat South Africa in Italy. Uh, Danny hit a three-run home run in the eighth inning to, to enforce the mercy rule. And uh, we basically walked off and, and finished up South Africa, and we were actually the first team, believe it or not, to qualify for the the Olympic Games, which is you know postponed obviously because of COVID. But you know here we sit, ready to go, and and we've added Varney, and 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 we've added Ian Kinsler, and and we got some baseball players that uh, you know this is no more Jamaican bobsled. We expect to go there and and compete and do some stuff and represent Israel uh, with the type of uh, you know respect that it deserves. You know, people don't realize, people don't realize what it really takes from an athlete to be a coach. Myself, I could not coach. Uh, you know, I could not manage. I don't remember people's names. Let's just be honest. I knew how to play baseball. That's all. I, only thing I knew. You know, uh, I, uh, talk about analytics to Jeremy. Uh, Cashman came up to me about 12 years ago and asked me, would I be interested in being a a uh, hitting coach. He asked me, how do I teach hitting? I see the ball, I swing, I hit it. That's the only way I know how to do it. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to do a computer. My daughter has to put all this stuff together for me. I still got my flip phone, like you saw in uh, Israel. I still got my calculator and I still got my rotary phone. That's Marty, all I have. But it takes you... a certain person. Wait, wait, wait. It takes a certain person. And when I managed in Israel, my manager was really Eric. He was a guy that knew everything about baseball, about how to play, how to bring in the pitchers. I just, I was just there manually. That's, that's all I was. But it takes a certain person to be able to get ex-major leaguers and to listen to you. That's very, that's not easy to do. And what you did with our team in Israel was incredible. And what you're doing with these, uh, uh, these guys now just they're not just uh, uh, good baseball players and very intelligent. You know, it takes it's seventy five percent ability and twenty five percent. Well, it's seventy it's seventy five percent brains and twenty five percent ability. Well, I'm and, a, but I'm these a, guys, I'm gonna, they know how to play. I want them to talk a little bit, but but for me, and and I say this and I mean this, and I'm not uh, by any stretch demoralizing myself here, but I also know what I got. 
and my job is not to get in Danny's way and talk to Danny if he has a bad game about his hitting. That's just not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm here for. And, and you know, if Jeremy misses a couple spots, I'm not going to get into his ass for it because he knows what he's doing. And, and, and I haven't had the opportunity to coach Varney yet, but I'm looking forward to it. So my job is kind of like Joe Torre in 1996. I might look as handsome as I do, and I just stay out of their way, Ronnie. That, that, that's the key to the success of this team. Yeah, but you, it's, it's, it's a little bit more than that, and you know it's more than that. It's, you know, they respect you. And if they don't respect you, 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 you know, I mean, it's, you're not going to win. And, Absolutely. you know, I mean, uh, 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 Ryan's, you know, I mean, you know, being new, you know, uh, you, you get Jeremy and you get Danny. I mean, uh, you get two real good major leaguers who, who, who's been playing for many, many years. And, and you know, and uh, they come from great pedigree. But you got to have something. You got to have something. And it means an awful lot to have, even if you just sat there. Even if you like Don Zimmer. No, no, I, here, Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey would just sit there and Don Zimmer would be rocking back and forth like Mazzoni. And uh, he's a guy that runs the team. And, and Joe would be, just be sitting there. But uh, they got to respect you. At the and end of the day, they, 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 I, I think they respect me, but they also know that I love them. And, and these, kids, sure. these kids have become like sons to me. I mean, you can ask them here straight sure. out. Barney, not as much, but, 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 you know, Danny, Jeremy and I probably a week doesn't go by without a text or a, you know, a FaceTime or, you know, a message just checking in to say hello. And, and, and it's really become just one big happy family run. You know, it's good. We're the chosen people. So you got to keep them there. <laughs> you got to keep them. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's nice. Let the guys talk about what they do. They got all great careers. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's wonderful. And to me, you know, I'm living a dream world, even though that I played a lot of years before them and being Jewish and these guys are a role model for me to watch them play and to be very, very proud. And, you know, and, and, and you see this because the only Jew that when I basically was playing with Sandy Koufax and these guys are representing people like ourselves and where we've been shut down for many, many years. Now we're coming and making a mark and these people are doing, and these players are doing, I'm very, very proud of them. And I know all the Jewish uh, uh, fans and uh, people all around the world are very, very proud of them. What I'd love them to do, Ron, because I, 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 I know what they're doing, but I'd love them to tell you what a typical day is like because these guys are working their butts off yeah. right now and, uh, you know, managing their lives and their jobs and, and, and families and, 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 and Jeremy's got a girlfriend and I'm all excited about. And so go ahead, guys, take it away. Jeremy, you're the analytical guy. All right, here we go. Um, thanks for having me. I, uh, I think my days are a little simpler than maybe you guys think, but right now things are pretty busy with me work-wise getting ready for spring training, but uh, I look forward to getting down to Florida and a little bit warmer weather and um, I'll be able to really start throwing the hitters and playing catch. That's the beautiful uh, part of my gig right now is the Pirates have been uh, incredibly supportive of me in terms of chasing the Olympics and, and doing that, that part of my, my, my life and also letting me pursue a career and 
uh, helping our, our major league team with analytics. And I kind of have an interesting job. I know, um, you know, you referred to analytics as computers and, and whatnot, but I actually am able to be a bridge between our analytics department. So I understand what they do um, and kind of be a liaison to our, our major league staff. So kind of translate the, the computers to um, baseball language and, and throw in my opinion on, along the way, which has been incredibly fun. I've learned a lot. I've actually had to uh, learn a lot of computer stuff myself. So that's been challenging in some ways, but it's been really good to be challenged. Um, and I'll get to go down to spring training Thursday, um, get all my COVID testing done. And as soon as that's done with, I really will have access to all the major league facilities and bullpen catchers, whatnot. And, and eventually once we start throwing live BPs, I'll kind of just fill right into the end of uh, like a live BP session with all our other major league pitchers. So it's been a cool opportunity in a lot of ways. One of which is that I think beginning of spring training last year, um, guys thought I was just an analyst. And then all of a sudden <laughs> at the end of one of these live sessions, I hear I am in baseball pants and spikes running out to the mound. They're expecting 82 <laughs> at the top of the zone, but actually, uh, no, it's been good. It gives me some credit credibility when I approach them with a, with an idea, right. To better their games. They don't, they, uh, it allowed me some, some, some credibility in that aspect, but it's been a, a great opportunity. Obviously, Varney and I go back a long ways. Uh, Danny and I have gotten pretty close in the last year or so. In fact, Danny and I had lunch um, together in December in Florida. We were relaxing, having a good time. We said, why don't we FaceTime our, our uh, Olympic manager, right? Well, we FaceTime him. He's working out. We're sitting back enjoying sushi. Yeah. I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know how well that went over. But uh, no, it's been great. It's uh, the one thing I want to say about the Judaism aspect is a lot of us, you know, have played professionally, been in a lot of clubhouses. And I think when you walk into these clubhouses, being, you know, one of the token people in there who's Jewish, I think coming together and being in a clubhouse with other Jewish guys, there's like an automatic connection of you don't have to explain where you're from or, or why you are the way you are or who your parents are or where they come from or what their story is. There's kind of a, a baseline understanding. And so you eliminate all that that two week period that it usually takes to learn people's people's background. But the beautiful part of it is that, yeah, we are all Jewish. We all have similar backgrounds, but yet we all have very individual stories, right? Our grandparents or our parents or whatever it may be. My grandparents are both, my father's parents are both Holocaust survivors. Like those are things that I can share with these guys that they get it right. I don't have to, it's just, it's just easier. It's just much more comfortable, but that's one of the things that I've appreciated most about being a part of Israel baseball and, playing with these dudes. So I'll hand it over to Danny and maybe we can get a little back and forth going once, <laughs> once Varney decides to unmute himself. Cause I know he has a lot to offer as well. What's going on guys. Kind of like to piggyback what Jeremy said, it's uh, what makes our team the most unique um, from other teams that I played on in the past. And is the fact that, you know, the bus conversation is a lot different than what you'd expect, you know, in baseball, when it's all you do for a living is just baseball. That's all you talk about. It's all you eat, breathe, sleep is baseball during major league seasons and minor league seasons. But on our squad, a lot of guys are already past their careers and everybody's talking business and how to make money and life after baseball. It's a unique conversation. And um, that's what I think I like and I enjoy the most is that type of camaraderie. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if some of us went into business with our teammates or started up companies with each other because it's a very brilliant, smart bunch of guys. 
Um, to touch on what you were saying about Eric, about us respecting him, we absolutely do. But we, it's, it's, he, we love Eric. It's, uh, he always has our back, which is very nice. You know, a lot of times when you play for the professional organizations, they're going to do what's best for the organization, not so much the player. And not that he won't do what's best for the organization here, but it definitely, you definitely get a sense of him caring. And I think that's what really, uh, you know, makes it easy for all of us to want to go out there and play hard, uh, you know, for him um, in that sense. <clears throat> but uh, this team has been um, a lot of fun to be a part of. I uh, grew up in, look at this picture. My God, my passport picture, I'm in a tank top. That's how loose they are with their, they'll, they'll fire out a passport fast over there. <laughs> um, what was I saying? That picture was pretty distracting. <laughs> Talk about um, yeah, you know, it's being a Jew in baseball. There's a uh, very few of us, so the, we do know who's around. Uh, I talk to Kinsler throughout the years, always, you know, whenever we get on base or whatever, have simple chat about it, and um, a lot of guys here brings us together because there are so few of us. So it's it's, it's cool to be part of this uh, this team. You know, a lot of people don't take us serious. I think they certainly do now, knowing that we're playing the Olympics. I think they definitely thought we were for real to some degree after the WBC when, you know, guys like Ryan and, and Jeremy played on that team. Um, so it's exciting. You know, our goal is to win a gold medal. My days consist of me, uh, you know, being a dad full time with my wife. We don't have help. We take them to and from school, try to be in, as involved parents as we can. Um, I train pretty, uh, pretty regularly. I know I inspire our, our manager and uh, it makes me proud to see that he's in shape just in, just in case we get in a brawl with another team. I want to know that he may knock another coach out if we need be. And uh, he's going to experience. You know, somebody from uh, Japan starts talking shit. <laughs> I'm in, dude. I'm in. I got you back. To, you know, fire one okay. off. Right That's okay. Throw we got little, you back. <laughs> throw a little two-piece out there. Uh, um, but other than that, it's, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. Um, our team's going to be pretty good. We have some things in the works going on right now. Um, but as you guys know, we're going to be ready to play. We're excited. It's an Olympic year, and uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to be part of this with everybody here. Go ahead, Varney. It's all you, kid. Yeah, we're going to get in a fight at the Olympics. That's a celebration of, of good sportsmanship around the world. Yeah. Very nice, Danny. <laughs> Could be in the mini camp. You don't know. Yeah, just us. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm still hoping to hear from a, a team that I'm going to spring training in eight days. So I feel like I'm waiting for someone to invite me to the prom. Um, but I'm excited for that. Uh, while I've been waiting, um, for a team to call me, I went ahead and got my mortgage license so I can, uh, hit the ground running with my second career whenever baseball is done. Uh, so if anyone needs a refinance message me after the show. <laughs> uh no just kidding i uh, i've been getting up at 6 a.m going to the batting cage hitting doing catching drills before i go to work and then uh you know at the end of the day i i come home and sometimes i do lessons at night or i i practice with the high school team so i'm catching live bullpens and and seeing live pitching and that's a cool I picture all i know is when it when they ring that bell i'm gonna be ready That's pretty cool, man. You know, Boomer, and, yeah. and, and, and what he's talking about and what Danny's talking about, you know, it's just so completely different than anything you've been around where, you know, he's talking about conversations on the bus and-, and, and, and Oh, it's wonderful. You know, hey, being up in the big leagues and when you, 
hey, when we go down to fantasy camp, when you got a guy like Jesse Barfield, and when you got uh, Doc Gooden, when you got Daryl Strawberry, we got Mickey Rivers, we got Mike Torres, we got uh, 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 Nelly, Jeff Nelson, Tanyan Sturtz, and you have Bucky Dent, you have all those people. We talk, you know, I mean, hey, we, we could talk some stuff as well as anybody, believe me. They didn't call us the Bronx Zoo for nothing, to be honest with you. We're a crazy bunch of guys. Uh, it was fun. People don't realize that we started when we were kids. I don't know about y'all, living down the South, and uh, uh, I know, Jeremy, you're from Louisiana, right? Uh, I'm yes, from sir. Atlanta, okay? okay? And back then, it was the KKK, and it was the John Burt Society. It, it wasn't good. Uh, we're a major minority, and, you know, you tell your parents or you tell your relatives you want to be a major league baseball player. They look at you like you're, you know, I mean, you're crazy. You do two things. You become a doctor or you work <laughs> with your parents. That's two things that you did. Okay. Because my parents had nothing. Okay. So realistically, people don't realize when you start in little league and work your way up to high school, to college, if you play college, up through the minor leagues, up through the big leagues, it's a short People don't realize how short a time that is because your life starts early, but it ends early too. Unfortunately, myself, I had to end early. Jeremy, you ended early also because your arm. Uh, Danny had a great career. Uh, 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 Ryan, you, you had a great career. You up in the big leagues, okay? And, you know, I mean, we had to, you know, and, and all of y'all still in baseball, but myself, I had to get out early because it was nothing else to do. So y'all are very, very, you know, and I tell people all the time, we're very lucky to be able to do what we did. And we did it. And you'll find out that baseball is a small fraternity and it's a major small fraternity. And you'll find out these days are the best days of your life. Believe me, and when Eric went down to Yankee fantasy camp and he was the biggest Yankee fan in the world, he was down there, he was pop, he was hitting home runs. He was, he, and he, he was a stud down there. And then we played in 2007. He didn't tell you about the home run he hit. Did you tell him about the home run you hit in um, professional baseball? I did not. You did, but, but before we leave tonight, you got to tell him. And you hit a hanging slider just like Bucky did hit a hanging slider and Jimmy Lyrics hit a hanging slider. And that's why, you know, uh, but no, no, no. He, is there video? No. Is there video evidence of this? You're I know, but I saw him hit it. He is, but I see. I, I saw I, you I, hit I, it. I knew that there actually is. He hit it. He hit it. He hit Cue it. it up. Let's see it. Cue it up. Cue the he hit it. It I, was I, at, I, uh, uh, it was, uh, 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 Kibbutz Gizzard and they had four lights. They had four light poles. And they had probably three flashlights in each uh, light poles. And uh, um, 180 foot fence. I'm going to tell you. I, all so right. Oh, no, the, wait a second. It was 180 like foot fence. home run derby. How, how, hey, how far was that fence? All right. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you a true story. This was the toughest part about being a player coach. I was literally a player coach at this point. Ron was back in the state. So I'm playing third base and coaching. And, and, I just, I wasn't going well. I wasn't hitting well for a few days and, and, and we're in a tie game and I'm playing third, thinking about who I'm going to hit for me 
in the last inning to give us a chance to win the game. And I'm looking up and down the bench in between pitches, and I just can't figure out who I want in there. And it gets to the bottom of the seventh. Now, the games in Israel, if they ended in a tie, went to a home run derby to, 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 to decide the game. And they brought in this guy throwing maybe 88 to 90. And uh, guys that have seen me play know I'm pretty much a dead pull guy. And I hit the ball over the right center field fence to walk off and, and win the game. And that's the one home run I hit that summer. And everybody's going, Holtzy, man, way to go, Oppo. And I just went, guys, I didn't go, Oppo. I was just late. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Tell them the fence, tell them they moved the fence in like 100 feet. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, was, just, it was probably about 175 feet. Just for me. <laughs> but but, you but, but my, my favorite story, my favorite Israel story, Ron, not to embarrass you because this is fun. Do you remember the lineup I handed you for the championship game? I had no idea of any of the names. Yeah, you put big guy, big guy, big guy, big guy. I don't remember names. The easiest thing to do is to call people big guy because you can't go wrong. And, you know, I forget names. Now I can't even see now, so I can't even see y'all because I, now I got to call y'all big guys. So but, he, goes, uh, he goes out to home plate to, to have the, the manager's meeting with Art Chamsky and the umpire. And the lineup card I gave him has batting first through ninth big guy and pitching big guy. <laughs> and he didn't even take a look at it to see it. He just handed it into the umpire. Now, let me tell you something. It was just, you know what? Did y'all have, did y'all play in Tel Aviv? Did yeah. y'all play at uh, Baptist Park? Yeah, we yeah. played at Baptist Village. Oh, y'all did play there. Well, we, did practiced, live yeah, we, we, we had a practice there, didn't we, Varney? Isn't that where we practiced? Where did yeah, y'all play in Tel Aviv? Moved the fence back from when Holti was there. Yeah, they doubled it up. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty far back anyway. I mean, that was... four lights, though. I don't, I don't know how far it went back. I couldn't see. Oh, you should have <laughs> it been in the much enough. desert. Only thing All they I had in the much darkness. desert. Hey, 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 Eric. As soon yeah. as you got into Kibbutz Gazer, they had the biggest sunflowers, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of sunflowers or the biggest people. It was beautiful. It was, it was. Oh, there we go. It was like uh, field, field of dreams, but with. Uh, is this from the commercial? Yeah, it is. Oh wow! What what was it for again? Uh, my labrum. Oh yeah, they play this nonstop on the Yes Network. Dude, it was brutal. <laughs> Why was it brutal? Because you know you're falling asleep at night watching the Yankee game, and as you're like starting to nod off, you'd hear yourself on TV. It just it was creepy after. Oh, you're not you. Hey, hey, that's part of your life, the guy that made you excited. That got you going. Yeah, meeting Mike and Paul. That was that was a that was a fun time, and and having having my wife for 30 years with me, you know, nonstop by my side is is one of the highlights of my life. Let me see, you, you couldn't find any nicer guys than Michael and Paulie. You know, they're great people. Yeah. And yeah. hey, one more thing before I even forget. Uh, you played in Elizabethan, right, Danny? Yeah. Yeah, I knew. Hey, I played in Johnson City, Tennessee. And okay. my wife's from Elizabethan, Tennessee. Wow. Yeah. She, in that little, uh, 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 little field down at the, with the twins down like that bottom of that hill, and you went up, and, and, and the town is like about 
at yeah, night, it's no place to eat. You had to eat at like McDonald's. That's the only place to eat there. Let me tell you something. That was a grind. But looking back at it, you know how it is in that grind in the minor league. Some of my best stories come from places like that. Best. I was living in Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Tennessee, in a trailer, in a trailer park, in a two-bedroom trailer with a with a woman. Her name was Mary and her daughter. She had the other bedroom, yeah. and four of us. Me sleeping on an air mattress in the living room, uh, a catcher from the University of Nebraska named Jeff Christie sleeping by the front door on another air mattress, and two Dominican players sharing a bed. Yeah. People don't people think when we played, I mean, we made five hundred dollars. In 73, in 73, I hit 339. No, I'm sorry, 329. They gave me a five hundred dollar raise. Did they okay. throw sliders back then or did that come out later? Do what now? Did they throw sliders back then? Oh God, you know, I mean, hey, you know, yeah, they threw sliders. Yeah. What do you think? We're like having a double date, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, polo, the polo grounds, the polo grounds, right? Hey, I eaten some sliders, you know? I mean, <laughs> well, maybe they just threw fastballs. I don't know. Three, let me tell you something. Hey, when you played, you know, hey, when we played, I hit 329 in, in 73. They gave me a $500 raise. The next year I hit 311. They took my $500 back. And the next year I hit 301. They wouldn't even talk about a raise to me. And everybody, every time I go back to the stadium, they still owe me mill money. And, you know, I mean, hey, it, it, it wasn't easy. And I know y'all played in John uh, uh, in Johnson City at the uh, – uh, uh, the Cardinal was the Cardinals or the Yankees when you played there? It was the Cardinals, and we were playing on the campus of East Tennessee State University. Oh, you see, okay, fine. So y'all didn't play in the uh, the baseball field in Johnson City then, in the minor league park. Johnson City, you no, know, it wasn't a minor yeah, league. Yeah, it's right next to you. It's about eight miles away. We were playing at the college stadium. You played at the college stadium, but I just wanted to throw that out at you. But uh, uh, I was going to ask Jeremy, does he like? Uh, 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 crawfish but uh being jewish i don't know if i should say do you like crawfish and gator uh, every time gidry comes up to the yogi bear golf tournament he always brings like it's three pound frog legs it's like chicken just frog a little legs. tough a little tougher than chicken oh yeah he goes gigging and those things is this big that's right you know, i mean they look hey, like boomer. a full chicken hey, boomer. Boomer, huh? boomer tell them about you trying to get a brisket in israel oh no they hey First thing I asked them, I, yeah, first, I went to the stage deli. First thing I did, you know, playing in New York, there's all delis. And being Jewish, you go in there and it's wonderful. Okay. So uh, I had the stage deli. I don't know. It's next to the Carnegie. Yeah. It's a big place. Okay. So I had them. It's already worked out to have them send out like 100 uh, pounds of brisket, corned beef, half uh, 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 coleslaw, half sours, and every, mustard conditions everything but i found out later when i got over to tel aviv that they couldn't do it because it wasn't kosher so it really messed me up so the first place we ate didn't we go to uh mike's we ate at a place in uh, right in tel aviv right, first thing right. i said i wanted corned beef and they looked at me like i'm crazy and so, i said give me some matzo ball soup they thought it was nuts you know who, who go to israel and not eat matzo ball soup and bagels and corned beef and Cabbage and all that so, stuff. So we we had a pretty decent following in 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 Bet Shemesh with our fans, and this really really wonderful woman kept bringing her kids to the game. And after the games, they try and talk to Ron, and Ron said, "Hey, 
where can I get a brisket? This woman had no idea what he was talking about. And every game he'd ask her for a brisket. This woman drove around the entire country. She found a brisket. So the game's over. We win the game. The woman can't wait to present Ron Bloomberg with the one brisket she found in Israel. Ron hands me the Tupperware. He goes, it's probably effing squirrel. You take it home. <laughs> you ate it, didn't you? No, I didn't eat it. Hey, but you had the worst place to live in, in uh, Israel. I mean, that was the worst of the worst. It, it, and, it wasn't good. It wasn't Yeah, but good. let me tell you something. Hey, y'all, hey, you're going to find out once you not become my age or whatever, a few years from now, you're going to look back. You're going to look back at this, and you're going to say, "It's the greatest years of your life." I mean, it really is. I mean, it's another chapter in your life, and you know, it's really hard to understand that you've been playing sports your whole life, and somebody tells you you can't play anymore. It is very difficult to adjust to that, and you know, when you get injured, like uh, uh, I, I, I think Jeremy, you're the only one that really got injured, right? Uh, uh, Ryan, Danny, you didn't get injured, did you? Not mm -hmm. that much, but Ryan, you know, I mean, but who? Uh, but see, I had Dr. Job and Dr. Curlin cut on me in uh, California. You had who? Andrews. Yeah, Dr. Andrews. Dr. Andrews. Yep. Okay, but once you are under, and they tell you that it's it's a good chance you're not going to play anymore, and when you're 28, 29 years old, and right in your prom. It's not easy. People don't understand how hard it is to adjust and to be able to play uh, from the minor leagues up to the big leagues. And people don't realize two, three, four percent of the people in the minor leagues make the big leagues. And these guys are people that uh, reach their goals and, you know, and they still got goals and they still in baseball. And, you know, I, I wish I was involved. I wish I was as young as Eric and, you know, you, you look as good as you are, big guy. But, you know, it's 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 been fun. It's really been fun. And being Jewish and being able to uh, – and having all these Jewish fans and, and you know, and, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I mean, it's 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 wonderful. I mean, it's it's really – you know, you hold something. It's – it's you really uh, 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 are honored. I, and I am – just to talk to you and to be able to watch your careers because you've got a few more years to play – so it's going to be fun to watch y'all and to watch Eric win the gold medal and and to bring it home and we're going to have a whole big thing in uh, uh, in in the city. We'll be throwing pastrami and corned beef and we're having a good time, big guy. Ronnie, one thing one thing I really just wanted to share. I wanted to go back a little bit and and, and get serious for a second. Was if if people have never seen. Uh, what European baseball is like when, when, when we played in Germany, um, you know, it was unlike anything I had ever been involved with where literally there was music blasting uh, the entire game uh, during pitches, during plays, um, you know, the German crowd was crazy. And, you know, one of the probably proudest moments and, and, you know, something that transcended baseball that day was looking around at all of the players and all of my coaching staff wearing Israel's flag on our uniforms 
in a country where we could not have even been without being killed 70, 80 years ago. And, and not only with the opportunity to compete, but beating Germany in Germany uh, was probably one of the, the, the biggest moments for me. I, I, I know I thought a lot um, about my family and, 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 and my, my relationships with cousins in Israel and, and, and my parents and, and, and my grandparents. And, you know, I'm not a big memorabilia guy, but the only baseball that I kept personally is the final score of the uh, the Germany game in Germany and 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 you know having an opportunity to you know listen to Hatikva being played that's wonderful in Germany gave me just chills that night and 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 you know almost tears to to you know just to be able to be there you know to 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 be able to be there and to be able to compete and and for me as you know Ronnie I'm not a religious guy at all by any stretch but history is what it is and, and having the opportunity to go there and represent our people and, and, and come out victorious. I, I mean, for me, I, I think that's one of the biggest memories that, that, that I will take forward for the rest of my life. Remember, uh, we had the national anthem at opening day uh, uh, and everybody uh, took off their hat. Everybody, and then the, uh, 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 I, I think Peter Kurtz or Martin, they came up, no, you got to put your hat on. We said, no, no, you got to take your hat. You know, I mean, you got to, you know, present yourself like the national anthem. Right. But we didn't know that you have to keep your hat on. And look at all the players here with the yarmulkes. I mean, it's it's wonderful. It's something that, you know, I mean, I, I would never even, I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, it's, you know, it gives you uh, chills just to see that. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not religious. Mm -hmm. I'm religious where I go to Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and, and you know, being an athlete, you know, you, you cannot keep kosher, and I wouldn't keep kosher because I, it's, it's a lot of stuff that I don't like, you know, I mean, but, uh, uh, but anyway, but, but you have that, but you have it inside of you. You have something, you being proud because somebody tells you you can't do it. And for an athlete, you don't ever tell an athlete you can't do that because a good athlete, an athlete, even if he doesn't have much ability, he's going to try everything to go out and compete. And, you know, and whoever thought, like you said before, whoever thought being down, you know, he's from uh, Louisiana and I don't know how long he stayed in Louisiana, but being from Georgia and, you know, Georgia, I mean, you have Lester Maddox, who's a governor, and then you have George Wallace, who's a governor down in uh, Alabama, and then you go to South Carolina, is welcome to Klan country. And half my teammates, when I was growing up, half my teammates were in the Klan. You know, on Friday nights, they I, did their uh, cross burnings. They did their cross burnings. They did I, had a, I had a teammate, I had a teammate, I had a teammate ask me, um, asked our trainer when, when I, one of my first years in pro ball, he asked, Bleich is Jewish? He said, yeah, he goes, he doesn't have horns. <laughs> That's correct. You, you know, absolutely. You know, and then, you know, and then another teammate asked our trainer, um, one of my Latin teammates asked my, our trainer also if I was Jewish and he, they confirmed it. And he said, well, why isn't he fighting wars? Why is he here? Why isn't he in Israel fighting you know, wars? You know, 
something that didn't get touched on here it's and i think it's important yes we're having a great time and it's awesome we're playing baseball and all that and it's fantastic winning and, and doing well but people don't realize when you go abroad with an israel jersey what that means we go through tons of security all the time our our days are at least an hour an hour and a half longer every single one of our rooms gets swept with a dog a bomb sniffing dog there's a lot of things, you know, there's still a lot of anti-Semitism out there. You know, you still get weird looks from the crowd. You know, when Eric was describing our game against Germany, I remember being on deck and a guy sitting down and asking his buddy, he was late to the game, what's the score? And he said, the Jews are winning, you know, just like it rolls off the tongue, just like Correct, that. you hear it, you hear it right off and the bat. That's something that also fuels our team to go out there and win, because like you said, you know, you tell athletes no, and they want to go prove it. You, you kind of like talk shit to us or fire us up. It, it puts a little bit more fire. It sparks a little bit more fire. I know with me it does. And I think that translates to the whole team when I'm definitely fired up. But um, those things can't get unnoticed. You know, it's not all peaches and cream out there. Oh, yeah. You, you look at you play in the minor leagues. You play in the minor leagues in these really, really small little towns like Bluefield, West Virginia that you played. You played in Princeton. You played in Wistful. You play in these little towns. They have no idea what a Jew is. No idea what a Jew is. You know, right off the bat, somebody say, you know, that he's a Jew guy. You know, he, he's, he, he's, you know, uh, you hear somebody in behind you, you know, you, you know, you uh, on deck and they said, you know, this guy's a kite. You know, this guy, you know, uh, he has horns. And you hear these things. And, you know, I mean, it, you know, I heard it my whole life. I grew up with that. And a lot of y'all probably did not grow up as much as I did down south. I saw all that stuff. I saw all the marching by the KKKs. I saw all the pamphlets that they gave to uh, uh, the merchants down on Peachtree Street down in Atlanta. I saw all that. I saw on Friday nights they uh, do their uh, 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 cross burnings or they had their hoods and they had their robes on. I saw all that after a ball game. You never see anything. And three houses away from me was a Grand Dragon. And, but I was pretty lucky that I was a fairly decent athlete and I brought a lot of scouts and they're not going to bother me and they're not going to bother my parents, but you still see that. And you still, so, and, and for Ron, the other thing for us too, and, and Danny and Jeremy uh, can attest to this, you know, Varney's been there as well, but you know, one of our goals and, and especially these guys is to impress this upon the next generation of baseball players in Israel and to see that Jewish people can be athletes and Jewish people can compete and we can do this. And, and, you know, Danny, uh, we, we, we ran a clinic in Israel last year before COVID and each guy had a station to run. And, uh, all of a sudden, I look over at Valencia, I go, you know, what's he doing? Like, like there are just a whole bunch of guys, like, gathered around Valencia. Well, Valencia gets Manny Machado on the phone FaceTiming him. You had to see these little kids in Israel light up. They just lit up. And our goal, my goal, my goal, because you were there at the beginning, Ron, in 2007. It's now 2021 is I want the next generation in Israel to say, I want to be Ryan LaVarne way. I want to be Danny Valencia and Jeremy Bleich. 
we can do this. Look, look what it took, but you know what? Why not us? And, 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 you know, the further we get and the more successful we, we are doing this, um, you know, I, I, I think the future in, in Israel for baseball will be that much brighter. You know, eventually uh, Israel is going to, uh, hey, Israel, of course, is noted for their soccer and their basketball. But if we would have stayed, I think if we would have stayed in Israel and that league would have lasted, I think they would have uh, put some money up towards some baseball fields. Don't you, Eric? They would have do. uh, they would have done do. something. And I there would have been some baseball fields. I and do, but it's still a struggle, Ron. I, I, and, and I know it, that. I know. Struggle because... You know, there, there's no um, craft, you know, craft built a football stadium in Israel. Yeah. We, need, we need someone, we need an owner of an MLB team to step up and say, hey, you know what? We want to plant roots in Israel and, and help build the game. And we're still kind of waiting for that to happen. Jeremy, call Steve Levin up. <laughs> call Steve Levin with the Mets. I mean, uh Hey, he would. I, I think he would love something like that. I mean, I, I mean, I, I just see him doing something. You know, I mean, he wants to get his name out, and uh, I mean, uh, you know, he's doing everything he can for the Mets. But uh, no, you know, my my, my, my goal is after the Olympics is going back to Israel after that and just being able to walk into a grocery store and like seeing Danny Valencia's face on like a falafel box or, or something like that, <laughs> nothing would make me happier. Oh. <laughs> What's the Israeli version of Wheaties? Oh, Wheaties. <laughs> oh, well, that'd be fun. But no, it's, it's you know what, it's- hey, Ron, um, one thing we didn't talk about yet yeah. is, is uh, when you're abroad and you're, you're playing in these international tournaments and you have Israel across your chest, to me, that was that was the first, like the most that I've ever felt Jewish, the most proud of my heritage that I've ever, I've ever felt, and it, I think representing it around the world is what really helped me find my own Jewish identity, um, and I know a lot of other guys kind of felt the same way. Well, I think it's I think it's great. Even when we wore uh, 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 the base, when we're in in Israel. And we had the Bet Shemis uh, 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 jersey on and the Bet Shemis uh, uh, hat. Uh, we're not, a, you know, I mean, we're there, but, you know, I mean, we're playing against ourselves. But it would have been just incredible to go to Germany or go to Russia or go to one of those uh, uh, countries to, uh, and you, you wear the Israel and, you know, you just, and you got your high on and you're just so proud. And, you, you know, I mean, this is what your parents always wanted you to, you know, a proud Jew. And, you know, it, it, of course, probably your grandparents are not really, uh, they might be living, but your grand, grandparents, you know, Holocaust and, and you know, and, and they never would think that my, uh, uh, my uh, uh, grandson is going to be playing baseball for Israel, for the Israel team. That's wonderful. That's, you know, I mean, that's, Thank you, that's the greatest of greats. Danny, thanks for coming. Danny's got to get going. So, okay. Dan appreciate Ron, thank you. Danny, I love you, big guy. Anything that you need, uh, we'll send you some squirrel and we'll make sure everything is fine. And we'll just send it down to Florida, wherever you are. 
And uh, uh, instead of going to Joe Stonecraft, we'll send you some squirrel, okay? <laughs> Take care, guys. Good to see you guys. Be good, DB. Bye, guys. Bye. See you later, Dan. Yeah, I feel like the screen is much better balanced now without Danny here anyway. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's wonderful to, you know, I mean, you, you got Jeremy and, you know, and, and, you know, and you got Ryan and, you know, I mean, uh, how many years you got in Ryan? About 10? Uh, nine seasons. You got nine seasons. Okay. You get your 10 year and you get your card. You could go to any ballpark you want to. And then you are a hundred percent vested in your, uh, 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 pension. So, uh, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, it's it's a wonderful life. It's the best life in the world. I think about it so many times. It's uh, uh, Jeremy. I mean, uh, you know, well, Ronnie, you Ronnie, these guys, these guys are so much better prepared for life than you and uh -huh. I. I mean, Jeremy is a Stanford grad. Ryan's a Yale grad. You know, yeah. I, I mean, life after baseball for these young men isn't going to be a struggle. They're going to they're going to figure their way. And and like I said, for me, it's just one of the, the the things that makes me, you know, really, really most proud. You know, like I said, I I I truly tell you, my job's to stay out of their way. But nothing makes me happier. Uh, then, then they get the text from Bleichy or, or, or me sending him something like really totally inappropriate that I know most managers don't send their players. Um, and, and the relationships that we've built, um, it, it's really just been, you know, a family, uh, one big family and, and, and there's no egos on this team and everybody, uh, really, really just wants what, what is best and, and what is best for, for the whole and the group. And, and I'm telling you, man, it, this was sitting there in 2016 with Peter Kerr's. This was literally the Jamaican bobsled story. Nobody gave us a shot. Uh, Ryan led the way with Jeremy and the WBC. And then all of a sudden, you know, we got players that wanted to really represent Israel. And, 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 and here we are. I mean, we're less than six months away from walking into Tokyo and, and competing with the best teams in the world. Sorry to cut you off, but Ryan's about to go, but I did want to mention something that in 2019, he did something that no red catcher had done in like 30, 40 years since Johnny Bench. And what uh, was that? Two home runs and six RBIs in, his, in a game? Plus a lot his of total bases. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go enjoy Somebody dinner. Ryan. get that man a job. Hey, congratulations. These guys are going to be the owners of teams. They're, they're, they're going to be the Mark Cubans of baseball. Thanks for having me, Ron. I got to head out. Hey, Ryan, I wish you the best of luck, big guy. Thank All you. All the luck to you. And we love you, big guy. Be safe. Uh, you had a great year. Thank you very much for doing Thanks, this. Guys. I'll see you next time. My hero. All right, Barney. Bye, guys. And then we're going to talk about uh, uh, Rick Eggleston. We're going to talk about Ricky. <laughs> Bryce, look at you in that picture, dude. Look how look how thin you are, man. <laughs> I know. You signed with the Yankees. Uh, uh, what year was that? 2008. 2008. And who was your, uh, your first? You didn't go to... Uh, uh, small ball in Johnson City, did you? No, no I, I played in Staten Island, actually. 
Oh, for, uh, Jane Rogers, right? Yep, yep. You play with Jane. Okay. Yeah. You know, she had breast cancer. Did you know that? I, I did not know that. She had breast cancer, and she's doing real well now. And I'm it was glad like, to hear that. She's a very nice lady. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, <clears throat> wonderful lady. And, you know, we used to, and, you know, there's no baseball in Staten Island now. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I it's heard. It's in they... Trenton now. Yeah. Yeah, no, but they're also moving up near me, boom. They're going up to... Uh, Rockland? No, no, um... The old uh, uh, Hudson Valley, where the Rays were. Oh no! Is that a nice park? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Duchess State. Renegades. Duch Renegades. Yeah, don't tell me they're going to Muncie. No, they, they're not going to go to Muncie. <laughs> well, I tell you what. No, don't tell me that. No, no, Team Israel. Team Israel is going to be training in uh, in Rockland at Boulder Stadium yeah. uh, come July, and that's probably about ten minutes from Muncie. Oh, good luck. <laughs> hey Jeremy, can you speak Hebrew? No, I can read it, but I you I can know. read it. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I don't Once really you, understand you, it. You ever have an opportunity? Well, you know Muncie, don't you? Yes, of course. You know Muncie. You know, if, if you go up there, you you can read it, but you don't go and understand it because that whole I need the vowels. I need the vowels. That's the problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't do without the vowels. Ronnie, I can barely speak English, so I got no no shot with that. But you know what? The best manager. Hey, hey, I would tell you right now, I have had a lot of managers and I got to say one thing. I, I'm really going to say that, that you one of the finest guys that knew baseball and to relate to all the guys. And Jeremy is going to give you some crap. OK, but let me tell you something. You do relate to the guys and you really do. And, you know, we had guys from Canada, from Germany to Mexico. Uh, uh, we had guys from uh, uh, Puerto Rico. We had them from all over the place. And you got and two from Israel, right? We had two from Israel, I believe. And you got along well with everybody. And you know what? You're the best big guy. You know, you, thank your you, family. Hey, your family's wonderful. I'm so proud of you and your, you know, what you've done. And, you know, uh, uh, Michael K talks about you. Uh, I had Michael K on. Uh, about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. And uh, he, he loves you, big guy. And, uh, you know, hey, you're a favorite in New York now. I appreciate it. I, I mean, listen, you know, following in your footsteps, those are not easy shoes to No, 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 no. Hey, I did something what I wanted to do. I played baseball and that's all I wanted to do. Jeremy, that's all I wanted to do, big guy, was just to play baseball. And I had an opportunity to play in the greatest uh, city in the world in New York. And I know it's tough right now, how it is right now. And I hope they get back square one where baseball is going to open up on time. I know Rick is leaving to go down to spring training uh, on Thursday. I think yep. he's, he's staying at the hotel, I think. And uh, uh, so um, I hope y'all make it through. And I think y'all will. Ron, sorry, before you say goodnight, because I know we're running out of time. <clears throat> we actually tried to get Mindy and Randy Levine on the show tonight. Didn't quite work out, uh, snow, et cetera, schedules. They apologize for not being able to make it, and they wish Team Israel the best for the Olympics. That was Thank you. Indy awesome. and Randy Levine. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for, thanks for having us. I don't think Ron knows R he's Ron, you're <laughs> muted, Ron. <laughs> Who muted Ron? Real, real quick, uh, Eric, I'm going to call you in about a week, and uh, I want to talk to you. I love you, big guy. Tell your family I love them. 
All right. And you're a wonderful big guy. I'm so proud of you. Jeremy, I'm very proud. Tell Rick I said hello. And tell Derek I said hello. I will for I, sure. He sends his he told me to send you his best. I actually texted him and uh, he said he said uh, to to send his love. So Okay, uh, who did this? Who, Rick or? No, Shelty, Derek Shelty. Okay, yeah. I know that uh, Charlie Hayes said his son is that good. Is his That's, son that good? He's he's probably one of the top. We'll see what happens at offensive. He's one of the top three defenders in the game right now at third base. He's okay. That's I, what I heard. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He's Charlie said he's he, he's a good and he's a good kid too. Yeah, he's, he's a great kid. he's a great kid. Yeah, great kid. I love y'all, big guy. Uh, All right, Eric, thank you, Lenny. Soon. Thanks. Good to see you. Thank you. Gentlemen, thank you for having. Take care. Us. Love y'all. Y'all did All wonderful. Right. Y'all did great. Thank Love y'all. Bye. Bye bye y'all. What a great show. Yeah, what Eric, thank you so much for doing this for us. No, it was a pleasure. Are we are we no uh, no longer live? No, we're still, oh, live. We're still live. We're still live. Okay. Yeah, okay. Just talk, Joe and I usually just talk about who's next week. Oh, okay. But all, all was good? Yeah, no, this was, was excellent. Yeah, Thank you for arranging to get the rest of the guys. And, you know, this was awesome. I wanted, I wanted to hear her talk. I was at the uh, World Baseball Qualifiers in Brooklyn in 2016. I was there. That's where some of my pictures came from. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, well, listen, you know, down the road, we could do it again. And, you know, maybe either before or after the Olympics and, uh, you know, maybe you could even set up a Q&A where people can, uh, you know, send in questions if you want the guys to answer them. So it's it, with our with our host, it's hard to get questions in from the audience. That is true. <laughs> that, so, so I warn the guys, I go, listen, I've known Ronnie about 20 years. He's got the attention span of a gnat, and I don't know where the fuck this is going to go. Let's just have fun. And so I, I tried to warn him a little bit. We got a call from Steve Cohen of the Mets. He wants to know why Bloomberg called them Levin. Oh, <laughs> Gentlemen, have a great night. Thanks a lot. Thank you so Thanks, much. Eric. All right. Thank you all. Joe? Yes. Next week? Oh, wow. Next week. I can't wait. Another twist in our in our game plan here. We have two very different outspoken people from New York. Uh, well, one is, uh, you might remember him from what, the 80s, right? From Nelson Figueroa? Well, no, uh, no, 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 Curtis. Just... We're okay. having Curtis Lee We're having WABC radio host and founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lee Go ahead. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Matt uh, Nelson Figueroa. So it should be some very interesting Met talk next week. So that'll be Ron with his guests, Nelson Figueroa and Curtis Sliwa. And call this a wrap. Right, good night, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs>